So I took kind of the opposite approach. Well, for me, I mean, these are going to be a lot more, uh, a lot bigger names. And the the way that these these albums are more like personally influential. Just the, the, some of them are recent. Actually, man, not really. Okay, I'll just go. I'll go down the line. So number one. Sorry, sorry, but you said this is personal. This is like definitely more personal. Yeah, like each album is just linked to, make to a specific time in my life okay. and okay. how it aligned with the things that I was thinking, the trajectory that I wanted to take my life in, and how that album kind of either pushed me that way or how it kind of um, corroborated my thoughts. Dope, dope. I like that. So number one is definitely Recovery by Eminem. I, I, knew, I knew recovery was going to be on your list. It has to I be, dude. I just had a, a feeling. It's the first rap album that I listened to full through. And Eminem's my favorite rapper of all time. Like, I don't listen to rap uh, to Eminem nearly as much as I used to. But he will. his standing in my list is solidified. Period. Just, just because on so many levels, I would not be the person I am today without Eminem. He got me into rap. If I wasn't into rap, I wouldn't be an English major. I wouldn't have <laughs> been. And, and the ability to like analyze things and, and his dedication to the craft. Like there's just so much in Eminem as a package and how it's been personally influential to me that has literally changed the trajectory of my life. And so recovery just and it's just a solid album and i think even in his personal story you know eminem be uh, using he used to be a drug addict and that was kind of the album that put him back into the public spotlight like that it's just a it's a good story you know i don't know i, I really like that album um after recovery good kid mad city by Kendrick, nice. it has to be there because and so we're getting an opposite opposite list for mine yeah exactly, exactly. and that's what i was <laughs> no, saying like, fine, no. and and because well Obviously, Good Kid, Mad City, I, I feel like is it, it's touted as one of the classics by pretty much oh, every definitely. critic. But for me, I think that was the first. Obviously, I listen to Recovery as a full album. But the thing about Eminem projects is that they don't really play off his albums to me. Like they, a lot of them are just they just seem like mixtapes. There's just a lot of good songs that are put together, and sometimes they're loosely thematically, you know, put together. But Good Good Kid, Mad City, the first song I heard was Swimming Pools. And I remember being like, yo, this song is just a banger. Like, I, I love this song. <laughs> it, it really is. It, it just sounds so good. But, you know, it, it's just like advocating drinking. And I was just like, oh, you know, it's just another <laughs> club song, you know. But then in the context of the album, I was like, holy crap. Like, the, the meaning of the song completely changed. Completely changed. Because of the yeah. skits between. And I was like, this is genius. This is an album. It was like I was watching a movie as I'm listening. To, and I had never had that type of listening experience prior to that album. And so, I mean, it still wasn't for a number of years that I actually started listening to music by album but that was the first album that i listened to that way and and not to mention that that's just, that whole album is just a classic it's it, great for, yeah. for, for yeah that's the best way to sum it up it's yeah, just it's, it's just a classic, classic. it's a classic yeah, there's no other way to put it yeah yeah and i i feel like that's a lot of these songs on my list they're pretty self-explanatory maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a few there no that's fine man um after good kid mad city i have to put four your eyes only because <laughs> i have to I, I, hey man i get it yeah, yeah i get it i don't even though, and this is kind of, it's a, it, again, it's progression in the way that I started to view music and rap specifically, because when I listened to Eminem, because he was on such a hot, like 
high lyrical tier, it was really hard for me to get into other rappers because that's what I was looking for. I was like, I need someone that can just rap this fast, that can stack multisyllabic rhyme schemes like this, that can use these punchlines and metaphors, and nobody was really cutting for cutting it for me. Kendrick was good enough in that he had his own style that I was able to separate that. And then artistically, I just really enjoyed Good Kid and Mad City. But then it was really you guys. You guys were the ones that put me on J. Cole. So you created this monster, quite honestly. <laughs> and for you guys only, I mean, I had to listen to it a couple of times, but... I, I, I think it was like on the third listen when I was really, really listening to it, employing those skills that I had kind of acquired over a period of time and just hanging out with you guys. And I was just walking to school one day and like I was listening to For Your Eyes Only and I started crying. I was like, this is a beautiful story. I, I hadn't really listened to it that intimately until that moment. And it was in that moment I was like, there is so much beauty to be had in the art of album making, you know? And so For Your Eyes Only will forever be in my top five. Yeah. Definitely. Albums of all time. It's, it's just a good album. <laughs> As Again, a matter of fact, it, it might be my favorite rap album of all time, but I, I'm not going to definitively say anything <laughs> right now. All right. So That's after Four Your Eyes Only, Swimming by Mac Miller. Okay. Really? Swimming by Mac Miller. You know, I'm really... Th that's so weird because I was going to say once Julian finished up, I was waiting for a Mac, Mac Miller. Miller. I was waiting yeah. for anything. I was thinking either faces or swimming. I think I thought yeah, those were going to nah, be like one I said, of the two that he would. Yeah. Like I for. said, I wanted to, of course I was going to, you know, I could fanboy about Mac all day, but um, <laughs> uh, I decided, like I said, I decided to, you know, change it. You know, all right. Change so the conversation. You got to explain this to me, Darian. Cause I, I did not expect this coming from you to be oh, honest. Like I, I know you like it. Mac Miller and I know uh, you like, swimming, I knew this. I knew this. But I'm just really intrigued list. as to why I'd put this in my top yeah, five. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Just why I so many reasons. So number one, so Julian, it was so funny in our hangouts he would just like plug in mac miller randomly like, bro you gotta listen to the song and every like at that like my memory of mac miller was in high school and i listened to donald trump I'm like oh, this is a banger but it was just like right. this is a suburban kid that just raps you know i didn't really think too much of him i remember making the joke to julian i was like yo mac miller is like the justin bieber of rap like he you know like he i was like he, he was kind of a prick I, like, <laughs> as far as because i hadn't really listened to his discography i'd only heard a lot of his singles and i was like oh he was like in that that's actually when he came comparison. up he was kind of seen as a as a meme almost most, you know, yeah, like, like boy yeah, rapper, exactly. Sure. But then over time, their dedication to the craft has actually gained them a lot of respect. Because I actually think Justin Bieber is a pretty talented individual, exactly, right? Yeah. And <laughs> and that when the more I listen to Mac Miller, I was like, holy crap! Like he actually is in this conversation, you know. But then I was like, you know, okay. After I had had that mental bridge gap, not gap awareness, but, <laughs> but like I well, I had that the mental gap bridged. That's what I meant to say. The mental gap bridged. I was able. I was like, you know what? I have to listen to his old his old discography. Now, this was all after his death, and it, it was like, for, for one, I just felt by listening to Swimming, I was able, and I mean, I can't say this with any degree of integrity because I don't know Mac Miller personally, right? But I felt like I was able to get to know him a little bit more, and it made me empathize with his story. It, it's such a tragic one, but a beautiful one at the same time in that I don't know and it's and again this is all like linked to me personally and where I was right, in music right. you know and really what it was because uh, I remember when I first listened to swimming it was like right after I'd gotten back from summer sales I was selling freaking pest control and <laughs> I was just in a really bad state and I was like dude what am I doing like what, what I mean I was in school but I was like what am I in school for like I, I didn't there's right. nothing to do that I really want to do and listening to that album and seeing how someone so young had been taken I was like but he he died doing what he loved you know i mean he was making music and mm -hmm. and not only that but contributing to the genre in such a beautiful way and it kind of reignited the fire that i 
hadn't that I had lost in making music because I hadn't really been writing anymore. Um, I and then after listening to that album, and obviously I listened to Divine Feminine and Good AM, and being able to see that narrative, I see, yeah. and understand like, and also just kind of understanding the place that the tragedy of celebrity culture, right, and where you can be pushed into a place that is so isolating, yeah, and so. Um, depressing right either i mean obviously you, you you take drug use into account but you know that doesn't happen in a vacuum right i'm sure there were things in his personal life that contributed to that self-destructive behavior and it made me reflect on okay well if i was ever going to pursue that right as a career to be a musician what what do i want for myself you know and, and these were questions that it that I, and I don't know if maybe I was forcing that album to be meaningful for me because he had passed away. but And I don't really feel like that it was that way because it really all came up pretty organically. But yeah. these were the thoughts that were going through my mind. And it helped sure. me to kind of like bounce those ideas off. And I mean, I just remember the first track, Come Back to Earth, is just such a beautiful it track. Is. Yeah, it just really prefaces the whole album very yeah. well. Yeah, and, and again, like it's 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 unfortunate that it took his death to kind of push me over the edge to start listening to his music because mm -hmm. we should get more into the habit of appreciating artists while they're still here. Right. And, and hopefully keeping them here, you know, right. Of course, yeah. But I, I think, I don't know, like there, there's just so much that goes into it and it made me appreciate life. I think that's the biggest thing. It just made me appreciate my life at that stage of my life and gave me a little bit of a clear vision of what I wanted to do, you know? And then, I mean, of course, there's just a lot of good songs on there. J. Cole produced Hurt Feelings. And wow. I was like, yeah, I keep forgetting. It's yeah, so it's crazy, you know, and, and self-care. Oh, like, there's, there's so many. It's a very solid album. It's, yeah, through all, through. all around. So I just, so, I'm just more, I'm not surprised that it came up on someone's list. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just more surprised that it came up on your In my list. top five. List. Yeah, because yeah. I just, I wasn't expecting that. Well, I really wasn't. okay, other, other thing. And this kind of overlaps. I mean, we've had this conversation many a time, many a time, but white rappers it just blows my mind you know like <laughs> in that this, we i mean we were just talking about this before we we started the episode like rap rap and hip-hop are predominantly black genres and specifically i mean eminem of course for him to have stuck it out and been like yo i don't care that i'm not accepted because of the color of my skin as a matter of fact i'm going to use that to fuel my pursuit of the craft right that just boggles my mind like i don't if if if, it, if the if the tables were turned and i had found myself loving a genre and i tentatively wanted to pursue it the moment that the majority had built up against me and said yeah we don't want your kind here i would have given up if i'm being completely honest <laughs> with you but and not only that but eminem stands atop it and i think mac miller's in that same conversation in that not only he he, he didn't exploit the genre, I really feel like he understood and appreciated rap for what it was and he contributed to it and he added upon it by pulling from so many other genres and assimilating that to his music. He's just a beautiful artist. I think he's not just a rapper to me. He's just, and, and I think that that's yeah, another thing. I agree hundred percent with that. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't, when I think of Mac Miller, like I don't think, Oh, Mac Miller, the rapper. No, yeah. I think, no, Mac Miller, the musician, the, the musician. Artist, exactly. 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 Just, I think the same thing. All these things is a culmination of all these things. I mean, I, it'd be very, be very naive to just stick him in that one box, you know, because no, he definitely yeah, doesn't definitely. fit that just that one box. And he can, of course, he has really good. He he's can a good rap rapper. very well, oh, yeah. but 
he's el- he's elevated. He really changed to see him go from this frat boy, and that was the one thing with me. I'm I'm a humongous Mac Miller fan. I mean, you were <laughs> the one that put me on Mac. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so. and like in the beginning, I agree. I wasn't really the biggest fan of the whole frat boy. You know, I was really into Eminem, and I was like, I don't need another white guy here. It's like, well, <laughs> it wasn't until later. Um, I guess around watching movies with the sound off around that and then faces where I was like really starting to appreciate, wow, like he's got a different sound. He's really, he's really cared about the craft itself. And that, that was another big thing where it's like, it's, I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's really refreshing to hear someone that's really cares about the craft and like making music in general. You know what I mean? So that was something in me that I really got attached to with, with Mac. Precisely. And one thing is with each of these albums, my my conceptualization of rap was expanded, right? Because it went from being highly lyrical. And if you weren't lyrical and didn't have bars, I really couldn't care less about it. Right. And then Kendrick made an album that was a little bit more music. I mean, very musical, but it was acceptable in my eyes. Four Your Eyes only conti- like expanded it again. And then swimming was kind of the, I don't want to say nail in the coffin because that kind of gives a pretty bad image, but it was the, uh, the final, I don't want to even say, I don't want to say final phase, but it was one of the steps that expanded my understanding of rap and yeah. or rather expanded my definition of rap and what I wanted to do. Because I'm, I mean, I want to rap. I, I want to make music. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. And that's something that I'm currently pursuing. But, and actually I watched a documentary on Mac Miller. I think it's called No Excuses. And that's kind of what put me on to Mac Miller. Actually, I haven't discussion. seen that yet. Oh, it's so good. Really? But, you know, and, but it's also... I think if there's one, and again, I don't know if I necessarily have the credibility to say this, but every part of every interaction I see Mac in seems authentic to me. You know, it, it really doesn't seem Yeah, it like, doesn't seem forced. Yeah, exactly. And neither does his music. Exactly. It, it's out there. A lot of his music's definitely like... It's real. It's out there. It's it's not It's not like what you would expect or what you would think you would hear, but it still is very authentic and it doesn't seem forced. Exactly. It doesn't seem like he's like how can I push a boundary today? Yeah. Or how can I do something crazy? It's just like, this is how this it is came what out. He, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, it just, and it just works. And I, I mean, I don't know his artistic process, but all I know is that the products of that process have brought about some of the most beautiful pieces of music that I've ever listened to, that I've cried to. I, and that's another thing. Like, I cried listening to Swimming and I mourned his passing, even though I really wasn't with him in life, you know? And, yeah. and I think it's... Again, I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, I've, I've known a lot of artists that have passed away. I've listened to the music of a lot of artists that passed away, but there was something about the way he was able to communicate his personal narrative, whether or not it was fully disclosing that mm-hmm. is yet to be determined, but um, it resonated with me. And I, I mean, it just made me appreciate that and appreciate life at a time where I was going through a really hard time. And so, yeah, swimming definitely has to take it as just a moving piece. I'm using a moving project that I listened to. So that, that takes up I one, like of the, that. one of the spots. Um, and then last, cause I think that was four, right? Recovery for your eyes only good. Ki- sorry. Recovery. Good kid. Matt city for your eyes only swimming. Yeah. That was number four. And then number, okay. So number five is kind of a cheat. It's not really an album. It's like, it, it's, it's like a series of mixtapes. Okay. The weeklies by King crooked slash crooked. Eye. Was that the okay. one? Pick one. Pick one. 
Dude, that's hard. I don't dude. know. Nah, nah. Nah. Just tell well, us why. well, okay. Well, the thing is, because they're not really albums. So what he does is he has a producer just kind of remix a bunch of classics by you know from night like Tupac, Biggie, and for Wu-Tang. me Wu Tang Clan. Like there's just a bunch of Outcast. beats that I didn't even recognize until I've gone back and listened to those albums, and I'm like, oh wait. I recognize this from the weekly part three, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's so dope that one of my favorite rappers is paying homage to these, you know, either because they passed or they're just no longer active in the game, but he still wants people to know about these people. But then King Crooked himself is just a disgusting lyricist, you know, like he's one of the most underrated rappers yeah, of all time. Crazy. It's it, almost too disgusting. As a matter, <laughs> I literally put King Crooked on the same level as Eminem. Shout as out far to as Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Lyrically, 100%. Lyrically. And, he, and the there. thing is, he's always been like, whenever, I remember, I think the first time I heard him was on the BET Cypher from 2011. Yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yo, who's this dude Crooked Eye? Like he just, Killed it, and it's and, nasty. and, and yeah. it was always him and and uh, Royce to five nine that I really that really appealed to me because of their lyrical ability. But then I kind of I didn't really listen to King Cricket because I did, I never really listened to any of his project. I listened to Apex Predator like once and I liked it, but I didn't really really listen to it. Yeah. And then one day I was like, I don't I don't exactly remember. I think it came up as like a suggestion in my Spotify playlist, and I was like, Yo, what is this? It was like a remix <laughs> from you know the it, it was uh the Shook Ones. There was a remix of Shook that. Ones, yeah. And I was like, yo, this this kind of bangs. Where's this coming from? And it was like the weekly part two. There were like 10 tracks on it. And I'm like, what the? This And every track was a banger. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So And then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. This is number two. So there has to be number one. Went and listened to number one. Also just as good. And then he had a third one. And then over the next like six months, he had he's now has five. And all of them are just good. So you couldn't, if you would be able to pick one, you wouldn't be able I to pick really one. I really couldn't. I really couldn't. Okay, you know what? If I had Not to, that it's important. I just No, no. If I had to pick between them... It w- like gun to the head. <laughs> gun to the head. Here, let me. Let I me feel like that's the best like way to like <laughs> yo like, make if a decision. I was about to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here, let's see. Let let me see. I like I look- said, if you can't answer it, that's fine. I I just want a person. I just have to do it because the thing is, I listen to them all at around the same. Wow, he just released another track. That's crazy. I have to go look, listen to that soon. Um, they all kind of blended together because I listened to them at the same time. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Here, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Here's here's the bias that comes in my analysis of rap music. Mm-hmm. If I cry to a song, <laughs> that says a lot because I'm not a very emotionally expressive person. <laughs> and so, if you can make a song that makes me cry or like tear up, the so he, I'd say number three, either number three or number four. But number three because there's a song called "Life of a Bandana." that talks about and i showed you the song it's the one where it it literally it talks about gang affiliation and you know uh, uh, basically this guy has this band it's the song is a rap uh, from the perspective of a bandana that's being used as you know the 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 flag for a crit member right and then the the gang member kills somebody he's at a party with his son and then the 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 squad that who, who he had killed the member, like the member that he had killed. Sorry, I'm convoluting this a lot. But they came back for revenge and they killed him in front of his son. And then at his open casket funeral, his son 
comes to him and says like i'm gonna be just like you like i'm gonna get revenge on these people that killed you and it, i don't know and in just such a simple way it just talked about the cyclical nature of gang violence but from such a unique perspective and i just loved it and it just made me like cry i was just like man this is this is so beautiful so this was the weekly's volume three part three yeah number yeah. three i remember the fourth one was really good too. number yeah. four was, was really, really good, really yeah. good album and that's the stuff. thing each of them and because they're using um you know, basically the hottest rap hits from the nineties, they all have bangers in them that are yeah. just, you know, really good. But yeah, I have to put the weeklies at in, in King Crooked is in my top okay. five anyways. Awesome. Man. So that's five. And then honorable my honorable mentions. mentions, I already said new beginnings for the same reason. I mean, pretty much the same reasons. The big thing for me, again, going oh, back new be- to new begins, by new reason. Beginnings yeah. By reason. Honorable, honorable oh yeah. Easily. I think that was the best album of 2020 for me personally. Yeah. Because, I too was really mulling over what, you know, I've wanted to pursue a rap career for a very long time and I was mulling over, okay, what does that look like? You know? And, and he just makes a lot of commentary that I feel like that isn't, doesn't get talked about a lot. He talks about his own frustrations about being at TD at such a large label, but being overlooked because of the peers that tower over him. And I feel like that's a problem that you'll run into regardless of whether or not you're associated with you know, a label of that magnitude, well, but, yeah. but You're specifically for him, it, sure. it's even TV. more frustrating. Yeah. That's something that I brought up when I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And then also, I mean, he has a lot, I mean, first of all, like production is just on point Fire. all the time. It's, it's all good. Reason also just brings a very specific energy. That's just so energizing, but at the same time, sobering, it's not like club music, but mm-hmm. it, it just gets me into another mind state that really, really gets me to wanting to achieve my goals. Um, and then, yeah, he, I, I just felt like he had a lot of honest, candid commentary about not only his personal place in hip hop, but what the industry actually looks like, you know? And obviously I don't know what it actually looks like. So for all I know, he's kind of, he could be, fa- but I don't think he's fabricating it. Right. I, sure. I, I genuinely yeah, think he's pulling yeah, from his sure. own experiences. And he mentions how like in the last song, windows cry, he mentions that the, the paradox or rather the, um, the self-conflict of him inspiring other people to chase their dreams, be independent when he deep down knows that that's nearly impossible to achieve. Right. And not only is that paradoxical for him, you know, where I'm like, wow, that that's hard. Right. Because you want to be a rapper that inspires your listeners to either follow you or achieve their own dreams in whatever form that might take. But then you also have to do what you have to do to get the bag, you know? And so, yeah, but, and and he's doing both. Yeah. And he's doing both at the same time. He's being honest about it. And he, and he's not only being honest to himself about what he's doing, but also honest to his listeners. And I think that takes a lot of heart to do. And so I just really appreciated that album. And then, man, I was really torn on this one. But if we're going to like albums that I'm listening to right now, Funhouse Mirror by Marlon Kraft, man. Like, okay. Heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. Because, so the first song I heard by Marlon Kraft was Mom's Whiskey. And there's a line in there where he's like, I've been folding all my laundry, you know, basically saying like he folds his laundry to make it appear as if things are clean. I I don't remember the exact line. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like simple lines like that, but that speak on like larger realities that are so universal hit me. And I was like, yo, I feel that because that's, I I feel like, yeah, because to other people, I feel like a lot of people that are at the periphery of my social life, like I'm like, yeah, like you might think that I look collected, but I've got shit going on. You know, like I've got a lot of stuff that I'm trying to sift through in my life right now. And 
that's exactly what it is. Like my my laundry looks clean, but it's it's really dirty. I I'd be wearing really the same jackets like every I really like week, that. you know what I mean. But then and what's funny is I thought it was black from the way he raps, the way he talks, his cadence, his 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 dialect, like everything. I thought it was a black rap. He actually, I told Julian, he reminds me of um, Mick Jenkins. Like I, I actually thought it was Mick Jenkins the first time. Oh, I Mick Jenkins. To Mick Jenkins. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's actually a really interesting, interesting. comparison. Yeah. Their voices yeah, are very yeah. similar. They, they're yeah. very similar. So I was like, I thought yeah. it was Mick Jenkins. And then I was like, oh, Marlon Kraft. Okay. Well, but I don't care. Like it's still a dope verse. Found out he was white. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> that's like, I, I, I wouldn't have expected that. But then, uh, you know, a few, I was like, you know what? If you're going to make a song that good, I need to at least listen to your top five Spotify singles because sure. it was good enough. And every one of them banged. And I was like, okay, well, if these are that good, I need to listen to the album. And Funhouse Mirror, every single song on that album was good. And not only that, like, lyrically it was good, production-wise it was good. And again, I mean, if you had to... I mean, and I'm biased because Eminem is my favorite rapper. <laughs> but, but when it comes to... And, and, you know, I mentioned in the intro, like, for me, rap has helped me... Uh, come to a more firm understanding of my black identity because I feel like that's something that I really, really struggled with growing up. I, I mean, I was always called an Oreo just because I didn't talk, you know, the same way that my black peers talked. And I, I didn't, I actually didn't understand rap at the same level that they did. And I didn't, you know, have the same experiences because I came from, you know, a Chinese Jamaican household. And my mom, whenever I talked like that, she was like, hey, I didn't raise you like that. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. And so listening to rap really helped me to kind of reclaim that part of my identity. But at the same time, I have so much appreciation for people that by sheer like nature of their circumstance and by extension, their skin color, right? Aren't invested in rap or they wouldn't be predisposed to being invested in rap, but that they genuinely enjoyed hip hop and they wanted to be a part of that and not just to make music, but because they loved it and they're still advocating for the black community. I have nothing but respect for that. And so seeing someone like Marlon Kraft, you know, use his platform and he has a lot of like, you know, political songs in that album. And, you know, like he has the state of the union where and it's not like because you can tell the difference. But the white rappers that just kind of like yell Black Lives Matter as a rallying cry to get black. Yeah, support, or like fuck Trump right? or something like yeah, that. You yeah, you know, and and sure. but I really feel like the way like the dialogue that Mar again, going back to the introspective, hard hitting lines that are very soulful, like Marlon fits in that category. Like I actually think I'd put him probably in the same category as Boogie as far as ability is concerned. I think this this is really good. At the end of the at the end of the night, we should all like send over albums that we haven't listened to because I should re I did I have heard Marlon Kraft's music before like a couple months ago but I, I need to revisit it yeah and of all the albums that we've mentioned that we haven't heard before we should definitely like you know send them over and give you know oh, 100%. We, we'd all be able to give it a chance to like listen yeah because I really want to listen to, to Blissful now. Awareness and Unlocked I mean all these albums like yeah. I've, I've heard no, 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 of them yeah. you know and I want to hear I want to hear Grays as well yeah. but and that's the I just wanted to bring that so. up actually really quickly just I'm gonna cheat real quick because this is so hard. <laughs> I have to put Milky Way, either Milky Ooh, Way or Too High to Riot. Too yeah. High to Riot's way better. I mean, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Too High to Riot as Too an album, Riot. yes. But Milky Way was my first rap concert, and oh, I just dope. remember being there and being like, I didn't even know anybody there, but the energy and just the the it's collectivism yeah. of everybody supporting the singular artist was just like I, that was an unmatched experience in my in my personal history. And so, I and honestly, Milky Way up until that point 
was like, I mean, I, I, it was a solid album, but then I like hearing it live and then re-listening to the album. I was like, yo, this is actually a pretty, this is a slamming no, album. Like, no, this, no this disrespect on Milky Way because I do think it's a really good album. I just think Tua had a rise. Oh, 100%. I, uh, yeah. I'm not kidding. I do think Tua, and this isn't even on my honorable, <laughs> honorable mentions, but you're right. I'm a cheat too. Tua had a rise. It's in there. Yeah. It's a 10 out of 10, bro. It is a 10 out of 10. It is. If you don't like it, then you got something wrong with you. <laughs> no, I agree. I but, agree. But, nah, dude, that's a great list. I cheated, but no, no, I, I had to, I had to put list. that, I had to put that shout out but yeah know, that's, that's my top five and my honorable mentions this has been very fun yeah i'm very excited and i'm it glad that though. it's it's been pretty diverse yeah ben's switching up his list he's like no, i can't be <laughs> having the same it. Like, nah, nah, I'm I'll, I'll mention it but it's something that i i just wanted to add like a side note yeah, yeah no, no, you're good, you're good. but it's hard man because yeah but at, and then you mentioned albums of man like not wish I would have, but uh, mentioned I one. mean, like when you said everything for Selby, okay, uh, that that was definitely in the running. So I was I like, had to, you know, it, yeah. Was and don't get me wrong, um, I, there were a couple of other albums I was gonna have. But, like,